What's up, After Buzzers? It's your one and only Lim Gonzalez here, and we are talking House of Lies. Tonight, you get two episodes for the price of one and a bonus special guest. Let's get it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What? What? You don't want no problem, son? <laughs> None whatsoever. None. Man. Zero. Chance the Rapper. This Chance dude rapper. is killing the game right now. So cool. Coloring Book. Coloring Book is, it's, I mean, man. Are you... Mm-hmm. Chicago? My whole family's from Chicago. Shut up. Yeah. I was born in Detroit. Okay. okay. But five weeks after I was born, moved to LA. Uh-huh. My whole family is Chicago. All that's, Chicago. That's home. Oh, okay. So that's home for you. Home. You know what's cracking over there. Chicago. That's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, one and only After Buzz TV after show for House of Lies. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Lim Gonzalez. You can always, always find me at the poll. I can't contain my excitement because number one, we missed last week. For the holidays, so we're back in full effect. So I'm like extra turned up. We know you missed us. I know you missed us. Um, but we have some specialties in the building. First of all, let me introduce my co-host, always holding it down on my anchor, Miss Jill Monroe. What's up, Jill? Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm super excited this week because yes. we have a special guest here. Uh, but before yes. we get into all of that, make sure that you are following AfterBuzz TV right. because if not, what are you doing? And me at Stiletto Jill on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Always, all day, every day. And ladies and gentlemen, special guests in the building, none other. His character is Roscoe, but he goes by in real life, Mr. Donis Leonard Jr. What's Whoa. up? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Man. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is such a treat. Yeah. This is such a treat. Like we literally love this show. Um, I told you before we started taping, we've probably done this is the third season, third or fourth season that we've done okay. here at After Buzz. And so, I mean, I love the show. I actually was the one that championed bringing it here. Mm-hmm. So I really love that you're here. Um, I love that you're part of the show. I'm sad because not only is the season about to end, but the series is about to yeah, end. Yeah, it's about to end. And my heart... One tee- more episode. Tee- tee- yeah. This is me right here. No, like, I'm sad, but, but I'm... Thankful. Yes. I was super, super, super thankful for five seasons. You have to be. You have to be. And such, I mean, from everything from the writing, um, Mm -hmm. the cast, I mean, your character. um, Great. I mean, Mm -hmm. just stellar. Like, thank you. We're going to talk a little bit about you. We're going to jump into some of the episodes. We're going to kind of just go back and forth. Okay. But right now, my man, um, your character, Roscoe. Um, you are Marty's son, um, and uh, I mean, we like we said earlier. Um, we talked before the show. You were ten. You said when you started. Ten taking. years old when I started. Ten. So you ten literally years. grew up in front of ours. I grew up under all of their wings mm-hmm. and have gone from ten to now I'm seventeen years old. Just right. got my license. Well, like I had my license, but now I'm driving. Now so you're it's driving. such an arc. And there's so much to tell you yeah. about all of it. Well, let's talk about it. So, um, you know, you're, you're cast on this show. Um, is this your first? Was this your first acting gig? It wasn't my first acting gig, but it was mm-hmm. my first kind of bigger Big TV role, role okay. series regular role. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. So your children, um, and did you know anything? I mean, you're 10 years old, right? Yeah, I mean, I was 10. There wasn't that much I could. Sure. Yeah, but I glean from. Yeah. Um, and we talked about, of course, you know, one of my favorite actors is Don Cheadle. Um, yes. Love him um, and everything he does. So for me, when he became a part of this show, I was like, if he's going to do this, like, this has to be something. There has to be magic with the show because of what he brings, you know, to the big screen. Right. Um, in meeting him and getting to know him, talk about that experience. Well, the first time I ever saw Don in person, yeah. I was in the lobby waiting for basically like my final audition. Okay. And um, he walked by to go to the bathroom, and I just remember like caught my attention. I was like, oh my gosh. And I didn't say anything, but right. it was incredible. And now getting to know him, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And wow. it's, but when it's when it's time to work and it's time to grind, mm -hmm. on point every single time. If there was anything I ever missed, he mm -hmm. caught it. And that's what helped me clean up everything for me and just be ready for the future because wow. Don has just been an incredible mentor for me for the past five seasons. That's awesome. Yeah, That's right. awesome. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this and then um, Don, if you can get like kind of center on the mic so we oh, can yeah. some really hear you because mm. we want to hear everything you're saying. Everything. Everything. Cool. Everything. Uh, so um, your character, Roscoe, on this show, um, kind of he went through some changes, yeah. you know, throughout the seasons that we saw. Would you say that you're anything like him at all? Um, Roscoe and I have similarities and we have differences. Both of us are really into fashion. Okay. We're into fashion in different ways. Roscoe started from a lot more colorful with pinks and purples from like the pilot to like mm -hmm. second season into third and then fourth going on. It got more, not gothic, but just. I think he just got really, he dove into designer and mm -hmm. figured out what bag he wants mm -hmm. to wear, what jacket he wants to match with these shoes. And, right. and he got really specific and he's brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the episode. Now we have two episodes that we have to cover. Um, and the first one that we'll talk about, you were actually in this particular episode. And uh, so it starts off with, um, it's actually interesting. Um, I'm, <laughs> they're signing a boy band. <laughs> Dream out loud. Dream out loud. No, the apostrophe, <laughs> the apostrophe is there for visual right, effect, right. not to be pronounced. Come on. It's dream. It's dream, dream out loud. Would you listen to, to them if they were a real band? Would you listen to them? I mean, is that what kind of music you like? I listen to everything. And yeah. I'm not just saying that just for this. Like, I really right. do. Because okay. I have another whole complete passion for music. Right, so, right. Yeah, Which we're going to talk about in a moment. Okay. Yeah, because you know we want to know what's cracking yeah. right we're cracking in the donna's land um and so you know we see Jeannie, and she has her new political boyfriend seth um and he's like demanding her to be there for these appearances um doug finds out that he's getting ghost which mm -hmm. i didn't know was a real term i don't know if people use that I, I you heard that yes really was ghosting on you yeah like casper come on are you serious yes I've, i must be old because i have <laughs> never when they said i mean it was dope i was like oh yeah. ghost okay i'm gonna use that but I didn't know that that was a real. I mean, I've done that. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm cool on this person. So and to Spanish, that's I'm just so gonna, foul. No, no, it's not it's, foul. It's, it I is, feel like it's very, it it's a very easy, gentle way to not. I mean, easy and gentle. You just disappear and never call again. No, I think that's kind of harsh. I'm gonna be sad. What do you if, want? If do you want, like, I just don't down? hear from somebody again, no, I would like you to tell me, spell it out. Yeah. Hey, this isn't working for me, so we should just let this go. Really? Why? Why can't we just be adult and be upfront? Don't do the slow fade. I mean, I just because at I least too many questions and then if you try and come back two months later it's, it's a problem because thing. you can just say look i was going through things i got yeah. busy no make it clear <sighs> so that if you decide to circle back we are all on the same page okay. are you with me 
Okay, shouldn't have opened up that can of worms. But anyway, um, anyway back okay. on focus. Exclusive, on focus. <laughs> uh, so um, they uh, have to get this guy named Connor Sanders. He's like the leader of the group. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, trying to do his thing. But he, you know, they want to resign. He's kind of being, you know, he's playing a diva, you know, doing what he does. Mm-hmm. Probably, which is very realistic in a lot of boy bands or a lot of groups in general. Right. Absolutely. Um, that we've seen in the past. So it's very much, you know, art entertaining, you know, real life. Um, Dave and Buster's. I love that. Have you ever been to Dave and Buster's? I have been to Dave and Yo, Buster's. Yo. I'm such an arcade kind of guy. Dude, I like, love. Yeah. Before I moved here to L.A., I, um. There was one um, I'm, uh, from Northern California. So mm-hmm. the closest one to me was in by San Jose. Okay. And so, like, my whole family, we would do, like, a family thing. Like, we would celebrate our birthdays there. And I thought it was dope because it was, like, an, you know, you can have fun. But it was for adults. Like, right. it wasn't kiddie stuff, you okay. know. You can win. Like, I like I got a rice cooker. And like, they serve alcohol. <laughs> and they serve alcohol. That is correct. You can get faded at David Buster's. Yeah. <laughs> not you. Not you. I'm trying to go to David Buster's to game. Exactly. Exactly. You better not. Yeah, I'm not. You just got Keep that, yeah. Get that under wraps. But I think it's I think it's super fresh. Um, I think it's a really dope uh, spot to go to. You're gonna want to watch the game, whatever's going on. So when I was looking at this, I was like, oh my gosh, David Buster's, this is super cool. And we see Marty kind of you know playing on Connor and kind of getting him, you know, what he does best, you know, and and doing his thing because he knows that yeah, Marty Khan, Marty Khan, doing his thing. Um, when you uh, speaking of you know because of course um, Don Cheeto plays Marty Khan who mm-hmm. plays your father yeah. um, your character's father uh, in this did you have any type of like when you you know the character development did you have any say was it strictly up to the writers how did that process go with you you know over all these seasons um, I mean before every season I would go into the writers room and they would just ask me a lot about what I had been up to and what I had been doing so like when you see me dancing on the show mm-hmm. or singing rapping on the show or um, basketball, dance, all that stuff. That's from what I really do in my real life. Oh, word. Yeah, I was so wondering they about would be that. asking me questions like, what have you been up to? You know, um, what would you kind of want to see Roscoe doing? And I mean, it was more of a group thing. It wasn't def- It wasn't more mine than them, but we were working together. Oh, okay, word. Yeah. How did that, you, if you don't mind, how do you tap in to, Roscoe's such a complex character with so many mm-hmm. layers, mm-hmm. and you started at such a young age. How did you flesh out that process? Because you ride the beats, you know, the ups and downs very, very well. Right. And and how did you tap into those parts of you? I mean, I was young, so at that point, I was still getting to know myself. And mm-hmm. I still am getting to know myself. Sure. So at the, I was doing both at the same time. So I kind of, the, the same questions I would ask myself, I would say, okay, now this is Donis, and I'm, and I'm understanding Donis now. Right. Now I'm going to set. Let me take these clothes off. Let me take the skin off and get into Roscoe and ask Roscoe the same questions. Ah. So I would just have to follow my own journey because, I mean, it, it, it took a minute sure. to, to get to know him. But sure. yeah, I did. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So continuing with this episode, um, we basically see Tess makes an appearance. Um, I love Tess. You know, Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that name. Oh, I love. It. I mean, the writers are just awesome. Our on writers this show. are incredible. They're on this show. super, yeah. super. Dope. I mean, and that to me, that's part of um, you know what I love about the show. You right. know, there's a lot of shows you watch, you know, for the characters. A lot of shows you watch because you like that particular actor. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, it was, it was that, but the writing was so good. The writing and then the cast just brought the energy yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean. Everybody, like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was really good. Took so it from a scripted page and put it yeah, for you to see, and exactly. you love it, which is 
an honor to hear you. So. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, we see her come up, and she basically, you know, decides she's going to break up with Doug officially. Um, she's not trying to get ghosted. She wants to know the real deal, like <laughs> what's up. Uh, and so he basically said, <laughs> "I love this." She's, uh, he's like, um, you know, can we keep your business? And she's like. Only if you make me doesn't master. I loved it. <laughs> Go for your <laughs> test. Go for the sweet spot. But the funny Get thing is, you funny thing is, you see Doug the next scene, and they're like, "Guys, we lost our business." <laughs> like he would not make her dungeon master. He's not giving it up. So Even funny. after she gave him a TED talk, which right. got him what fifteen right, yeah. more Twitter followers. Exactly. Maybe it was eleven. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I thought that was hilarious. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Josh Lawson and um, Ben Schwartz are so like, so good. Left them. Ridiculously yeah. funny. I'm saying we did so much laughing, my stomach would hurt, and I'm not kidding. Like they're incredible. Table reads, on set. Everything. Was there any? Um, was there a lot of improv improvisation? You know, when you were doing some we of the had, scenes? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, towards like end of scenes, middle scenes. I mean, we follow our gut as actors. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really all about just exactly what's written. Sure. It's about actually becoming that and expressing that and sure. being honest with it. Being with the character. So, yeah, exactly. So if there's something that you want to say that you think is way funnier than what's written. I mean, yeah. sometimes you got to go through with that. We might yeah. not keep it all the time. But right. Yeah, most definitely. That's dope. Yeah, they they are they are really dope, and it's good to hear that they're funny in real life. Um, and so we see Marty, and he's been having this battle ever since the season started with Skip Gallweather, mm -hmm. right? And um, at initially, it was a situation where Skip wanted to buy Marty out. You right. know, Skip hates Marty, you know, because of their history. And so Marty, being Marty as he does, like, nah, you ain't buying me out. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, do what I do, and then. After a while, he's talking with Jeannie, yeah. he's, you know, different things are happening, and he's like, well, this might be a good thing. I get bought out, you know, I become rich, and then I can kind of just chill, you yeah. know, or and do whatever I want. You know, I got this child now, this new child. Yeah, um, baby sis. Yeah, mm -hmm. baby sis. And so, and of course, Jeannie's really feeling it because, you know, her maternal instincts are kicking in, things of that nature. So, um, in this particular part, he says he's told that Skip Galway and the Cole brothers are going with Monica, your mother, in the show. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he decides to get this plan to go to Cuba uh, and involve Cuba and kind of get that in the situation. And I thought it was dope because I actually just um, last night uh, I saw an interview uh, with Don Cheeto and he was talking about that whole situation. Yeah. And it was the first time, I think, in 50 years a that, show that a show had filmed there, uh, a scripted show. History. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I thought that was so, 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 so dope. Um, and so we see, um, of course, the the last episode is going to be airing where we'll see a lot, you know, what goes on, which you know we're getting expected. Right. Uh, but I think it's dope to that. That and he even said Don Cheadle said that he was even instrumental in making that happen. Mm -hmm. You know, with everything put in shutter. So it was just you know, shout out to the show. I think that's really dope. Thank you. Uh, we get into the next episode and then uh, we see Clyde is gloating about how Seth is doing in the polls because he's kind of taking on this new role after uh, he beat up the boy band right over genie <laughs> that, was, that was great yeah oh boy that was just really it's just so funny because i feel like that's what you know someone in a boy band would interact with someone <laughs> absolutely he was like absolutely. yeah you know i got this necklace for you and uh yeah 15 tries you know, you know. he doesn't yeah. know what it is girl <laughs> but didn't you feel a bit sorry for him because he really did seem to epitomize that it's lonely at the top sadness sort of thing and he really seemed hurt that genie betrayed him he, and that weighed on her yeah well i think because of the fact and like you know marty says on the show he's like we've done this a bunch of times like we've screwed people over this is what we do right. essentially and she is i think it goes back to the whole again her being a mom now 
and you know having this looming over you know buying out the company kind of not having to do this anymore get out of the rat race and I think it's weighing on it's like I'm tired of doing this and I think this was an example even though yeah she may have some small feelings for the kid but I think it was more so just continuing to to do this to innocent people mm. you know he was an innocent guy he you know was wanting to get out of the group and she kind of you know forced his hand a little bit to stay and resign you know and make this money um, so I did feel a, to answer your question just right here he'll be okay once the millions start yeah, rolling exactly, in exactly it's he'll a brilliant plan it's right, a brilliant exactly. plan right <laughs> Um, I love the other thing about this episode is we actually, this is, I think, the first time we've seen an extended version of Jeannie hanging out with her daughter, mm -hmm. uh, hanging out with Phoebe. And it was interesting, like, she, she was just so out of place. She was just so, so out of place. Just, she was bored. She was so bored. What was it like? She went in the car and she was just kind of sitting there. The conversation. Like, what did we do? She's having yeah. a conversation. With I thought that was great. I thought it was great. Um, uh, so that's happening. Uh, and then we find out there's a, a virus that happens. You know, because of Doug, um, doing what he does, always fumbling or missing up something. something. Um, we find out this virus happens, and then now your mother in the show ends up getting this information, and now it's an issue because the idea that they had that was going to be Cuba and that was going to get you know everything you know into place yeah. is now compromised, uh, and so that happens. Um, the uh, the lady that plays uh, Monica on your show, how is she in real life? Donna Olivieri yeah. is such a wonderful woman to work with. Yeah, incredible. I don't know if you remember the scene. Um, I walked in. It was like season one, mm -hmm. and. Um, there was an entire painting sitting on the wall and it was just cigarette butts all in it. I don't know if you remember that scene, but... So it's been a while. It's it, been a while. She, seeing her prepare for that, it's uh -huh. like, because I was young growing up and why, I was so blessed to be around professionals that were mm -hmm. so, so, so deep involved and connected with what acting is and their mm -hmm. craft. And seeing her, like, it just advanced me as an actor so wow. much being around her. Her, Don, Glenn, yeah. all of them, everybody was awesome. That's, that's, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. I was, it's funny because, you know, as fans, you know, a show and you watch the show and you of course, you know, you people are acting. Yeah. Um, so it's always interesting to get, you know, what they're like in real life, the things that they're like. Are they like their characters? Mm -hmm. Is it something that they really have to get into because they're not like the characters yeah. and things of that nature? So that's dope that um, that you're able to learn from yeah, that. What I would you sponge. Yeah. What would you say? Um, I mean, now we're talking about you started 10, you're 17 now, so seven years, essentially. What would you say is probably the biggest thing you learned in those seven years of being on the show? Mm. Just as as an actor um, doing this, you know, uh, as a career, to trust the process, mm -hmm. because there were times where I'd be sitting there just struggling with the role. Like it wasn't always easy, and struggling with me trying to figure out how am I going to portray this because it was powerful. I was one of the first kids to ever play a role like this on TV. Wow! Right. So. I, I, it wasn't a joke to me. It's never right. been a joke to me. So I was like, okay, how do I want to express this? How do I want to do this? How do I want to show the world Roscoe? You know? That's a lot and, on your but shoulders. But just to trust myself. Yeah. Because if you, yeah. if you overthink it, you're just going to not, I don't want to say kill yourself, but you're right. going to beat yourself down and down. But no, it took a lot of time and I'm happy I did it and happy I had that experience. I, it just seems like there's so much growth involved yeah. with something like that. Like, it's, it's tremendous because not only, you know, as, you know, you're learning uh, the acting process, you know, like you said, learning different things from, you know, people on the show, mm -hmm. um, you know, finding out more about the character and developing the character, but you're growing up as a human being. Yeah. Like, you're getting older as a it. regular human being, like going into, you know, teenage life yeah, and how much different, all yeah, all of yeah. that stuff. Like, that, 
I can't imagine, you know, and I and you know, you you see, you know, some of these other uh, kid stars that you know grow up and and go through that process, and I just can't imagine being a child because I'm thinking like when I'm at ten, like come on, man, all I want to do is eat cereal and watch cartoons. Yeah, like, Barbies. I was not taking on seriously. <laughs> right. you know I'm delivering. Yeah. Yeah. that's the thing you delivered and showed. You know the different layers of it, the mm -hmm. um, emotions that you go through. So, kudos to you for that. Thank kind you. of on the same point that um, Lem brought up. When you walk away from this show and you go on to your other things in the acting process, do you think that everything that you learned you will then deliver to your new coworkers and new situations and casts? You mean like share with them the trick that I have yeah. in my brain? Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how close I get with that person just sure. because I don't want to say it's secrets for me, but it's valuable to me. Right. Like that information means something to me. So I wouldn't just give it to anybody, but it's right. definitely something that if I was having a close conversation with somebody, I'd tell them whatever. Sure. Yeah. Sure, especially if it can help them, you yeah, know, somebody that's going to help. I have so many friends that are actors and call me and are like, mm -hmm. dude, I have this monologue I'm working on or this, and we talk about it for as long as they need help on mm -hmm. it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, jumping back in the episode, we see um, Marty talks with Skip about Cuba and finds out. You know, this is when they find out that Monica's already pitched it to the Cole brothers. And then Marty goes into Ron's office because he thinks that he was the one. Because he doesn't really like Ron. You know, he does right. not like Ron at all. And he didn't want to give him more of the company. Exactly. A reoccurring exactly. theme yeah. that Marty should pick up on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so he goes in the office and he just proceeds to trash it. <laughs> uh, and wants everybody to join in, which is great. It's like, a grab a club. Let's, let's get up. And then Jeannie comes in and she's just like, uh, what are you guys doing? Um, no, that's not what happened couldn't be happening and so then it kind of two and two together and then here comes Doug like guys guess what I did oh you know my friend who's not you know kind of my cousin but he's not really my cousin you know I'm really joking about that um, but he told me that you know this is what happened and they find out you know the severity of the situation and that it had nothing to do with Ron so um, I'm just curious like he didn't say it was funny they never came back to that scene I'm wondering like what Ron was thinking like coming in his joint is all trash. I mean I think Ron probably understands at this point because yeah. of the up and down roller coaster cycle and sure. his odd relationship with Marty. Sure. Even that scene um, that they had over drinks mm -hmm. was really, you know, indicative of how like, yeah, we're gonna talk about our sorrows, but we're also going to figure out how we can pick this back up. Right. And I know we don't really trust each other, but we right. both have an end goal here that we can meet together. Exactly. I like that Steven Warber um, kills it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, that's when we find out, you know, Doug's friend Bruce, uh, who he said it was his cousin Edgar, found out the service compromise. Um, and then we, uh, Doug and Jeannie work at home, and um, there's a scene, this is the scene where you come in, and they have mm -hmm. this, you know, they're talking, and you kind of walk in, uh, your character does, and they kind of, you know, close up close the laptops. Real quick. <laughs> like, uh, like, I, like, I wouldn't uh, see that. What's going like, on? Ross, go what's what's, what's going on? Uh, it's like, uh, oh, no, no, nothing, nothing. We have nothing going on. But they're just afraid because, of course, uh, Roscoe's mother, you know, is, yeah, <laughs> and she's the enemy at this mm -hmm. point. Um, and so they don't know what's going on. They don't know if, you know, you end up getting infiltrated or what the situation is. So right. they're just trying to play super, super safe. And so, um, and then they kind of have these moments and I really liked um, this particular season. Um, it would just be interesting if it was to continue like where it would go the relationship with uh, Marty and Jeannie mm -hmm. because this is where you see they have this child right this is all happening in this particular um, season have the child 
and the kind of the, their relationship and kind of how their relationship is correlated. Because prior to that, um, it was always this love-hate thing, you yeah. know. And then, of course, Jeannie left, went to another firm, and now she's back. She has the baby. And they have these moments that are really, really sound. Um, and I really love, like, how it kind of shows Marty's softer side. Yeah. And kind of like, he does have a heart, you know, yeah, absolutely. because he always has this exterior, you know, and even, you know, when, um, uh, you know, his, his father in the show and kind of the, the speech that he gave him that one episode where he was like, yo, I'm, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm done helping you, you race. Yeah. You know, you got to do your own thing. Um, and this is something, you know, you have to learn. And I think it hit him. It was like, yo, because with your character, I feel like Marty made a lot of mistakes because he wasn't there because he was always hustling, yeah. always on the grind. And there was things that I feel like your character resented him for. Um, what do you think? Do you do you agree with that? Every kid wants their parent to be a superhero. Friend, yeah. Always, you know? And then when it's... It's hard to accept that everybody's not perfect. Right. And, and I think Roscoe is just wishing, you know, I'm comfortable with my skin. Why can't you be the same? Why can't right. you be connecting with me? Why am I trying to connect with you and you're not coming home on time? You're mm -hmm. not this, you're not that. And then it's it's a hard pill to swallow. And as Roscoe's growing up, I mean, imagine all the stuff that he's going through at school that you guys didn't even see on the show, but just Roscoe's life, right. what could have been going on. So I think it was a lot to handle his dad not just being the dad he wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Mm. It makes sense. Um, so we then go into um, uh, the meet up with the Cole brothers. Um, and then, of course, Skip shows up, you know, miraculously like, oh, I'm not going to miss this. And they kind of, you know, in true Marty fashion, he flips the script on him. He's like, oh, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how you did this. Let's talk about how you did that. And so um, the Cole brothers basically say, OK, this is the deal. Whichever of you firm, Monica's firm or your your firm, uh, Marty, whichever firm gets the Cuba deal, I'm gonna we're gonna sell. You know, we're gonna buy. And so then um, we see Seth, um, who is you know Clyde's, uh, you know, uh, he's loving this position because at first he was very, you know, leery of taking it, yeah. it, didn't know if he wanted to do it. Now he's like all in, and he has this conversation, and Seth kind of you know. He kind of bowls him over. He plays him. <laughs> he, he plays him big time. Like, hey, and he's like, you didn't think you were going to be the one, did you? <laughs> did you really? Like, oh, sorry to burst your bubble, but that's not what's going to happen. Mm -mm. So um, Clyde's feeling some kind of way. And it was interesting because Clyde was the one that worked for Monica. And we saw that whole situation yeah. unfold and how, <laughs> what was it, the fork stab? <laughs> yeah. That was great. That was, that was a crazy episode. <laughs> that was a really, but it was great acting. I yeah. really loved it. Really loved it. And so we see the team head to Cuba. And then we see this, again, moment with Marty and Jeannie talking about their future and kind of how everything's going to go down. So at this point, it's literally one more episode and then the series is done. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see, obviously it's taking place in Cuba. Yeah. We talked about this. Um, taking place in Cuba, you didn't get to ghost. I didn't oh, get to ghost. Oh. I really wanted to, I wanted, but I feel still connected to it, of course. Absolutely. Honored to be a member of the show that sure. made that piece of history. Sure, so, absolutely. Yeah. So one more episode, it's gonna go down. Um, like I said, I'm gonna try to hold back my tears um, because uh, I really, song. really like I really, really like the show, you know. And of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. you know, nothing lasts forever. Right. Um, and I'm sure that, like you said, you had an amazing time, and you know, your growth and just your experience and being on such a groundbreaking. And like you said, and I never really thought it that way, but it makes sense. You had a really groundbreaking role, yeah. you know, in doing this. Like you said, you were the first kid that had. I mean, there was a lot of dimensions. Like your character went through so many different facets. I've met people that have told me, you know, you've 
you've helped guide me through my life with the way you've played with this character and how Roscoe's always been so comfortable with himself. Like yes. that's something you haven't seen. You've never seen Roscoe let somebody completely tear him down. Right. Because it's like he has that inner confidence that's just strong in him. Mm -hmm. And I even think that's something that Don's character, Marty, is like envious of in his son because sometimes sure. it's hard for Marty to have this exterior wall because of the business he's in but then come back and see it's not perfect at home right. and his relationship with the girl he really cares about is not perfect and then his relationship with his ex is not perfect and that and things like that get to people so Roscoe's just it was a groundbreaking world he that's was, awesome that's really yeah. really dope so um, before we close out I want to talk a little bit about Donis mm -hmm. and what Donis has going on so I yeah. mean there's a lot of things that you're involved with um, can you just kind of tell some of the fans like what you have going on um, yeah, and yeah. things that you know in the future that you have uh, planning on I know you get just got your driver's license yeah you know you're rolling now yeah now you're all around LA taking so many pictures uh -huh. like I have I don't do photography professionally, but just sure. for fun, I bring it with me everywhere and oh, take okay. as many pictures as possible. Okay. And then, as far as acting goes, I have a couple of different scripts I'm reading right now. I can't, I'm not allowed to talk about them. Obviously. But I'm reading them and I'm excited about what the future holds. Okay. But that's just acting. And then, as far as Donna's personally, then there's charity I've been doing. My okay. mom's a first grade teacher. Okay. So, okay. since I've been little, I've always loved to read. That's been something I love. Nice. Doing. Me too. So, me too. I hosted for the last four years, I've hosted at the California African American Museum uh, the Literacy Day. Oh, Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So where authors come and share their books, and we just appreciate what reading is and what literacy is and what it does for the world. And then, aside from that, for the um, Dr. Seuss's, uh, what's the day called? Um, um, I think I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Dr. Seuss. but I can't. Think I just of forget. The name. I'm reading. Uh, I know Read across mean. America. Read there across we go. America. There Thank we go. You. For the past two years, I've read to first, second, and kindergarten at Charles Lindbergh Elementary School. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. I've gone and do that for them. So uh, yeah, I just love reading books to kids. That's super cool. Yeah, and then I'm about to release a T-shirt. T-shirt uh, for what? animal charities. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. donate the proceeds to that. And on the uh, front of it, I don't want to tell you everything yet, but it features my dog at home. Uh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Can uh, you tell us what type of dog? I have a Yorkie Shih Tzu mix. What? I love Shih Tzus yeah. and Yorkies. I just got two Yorkie puppies. We're bonding. Oh, really? Yeah, because my Shih Tzu passed yeah. away a couple years ago. Aww. So see, you know. Anyway, not to bring the vibe yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. bring it back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I love dogs. My best friend just got a little pit bull puppy. Uh -huh. And the most adorable thing in the world. I'm so attached to animals. Yeah. I have a cat too named Velvet, Velvet, who is a more older woman, but very classy. Yeah. Very oh, nice. Classy, yeah. Awesome. With the name like Velvet, you have to be right. yeah. smooth. That's really, really cool. And we talked a little bit about this, and you said you don't have anything out, but music. Music. You're also involved. Talk yeah. about music. Like, what's going music, on with music? When I first started loving music, ever since I was little, I listened to it just like lyrics wise or mm -hmm. um, just how it would sound. But now, being around more musicians and just really taking it more seriously, listening to production and mm -hmm. harmonies and layering and so many different mm -hmm. things. So I'm starting to work on my own stuff. What? Um, a combination, a little bit of rap and a little bit of singing. And I'm not releasing anything yet. Okay. But for me, it's just I can't wait to show you guys in the future. What? Yeah. There's Very so much stuff I have that. ready for the world that I can't wait to show oh, you guys. Oh, ready okay. for the world. Who are some of your musical influences? Like, who have you been listening to that's mm. sort of taking you over? Okay, Michael Jackson. Mm. Number one, um, course, Michael course. Jackson, incredible rapping wise. Nas is super good. Mm. Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Um, right now, when I'm turning up, I'm listening to Lil Uzi, but that's just ah. <laughs> that's just crazy. Yeah, but it, but it, I listen to every single genre. Right. Like I want right. to know. I mean, I love James Bay. I love. Mm. I mean, even like Ariana Grande's production and her mm. music is so incredible. It's just everything I can possibly hear. If somebody gets in my car, mm -hmm. I give them the aux cord. 
You know, some drivers oh, are that's different. Trust. See, that's some, a lot see, of some trust. drivers are different because I listen to so much music on my own. When somebody right. gets in my car, I want to see what they have. What they have going yeah, on. because that's just more knowledge for me. So I take oh. all of that in. Okay. Yeah. See, a music kind of sore. We like that. Yeah. That's a lot of trust. If I trust you with the ox chord, I tell them you're winning. You're winning. You're you, winning. Got, <laughs> you got two songs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> two songs. Man. Two songs. It's like, like, it it like oh, exactly. No, not more. That is very trusting because I mean. I'm a music lover. I love mm. all types of music as well. But you really have to trust somebody with the ox. Oh, yeah. You have Most to because definitely. some people I've heard and I'm like, mm, denied. Like, yeah, just, I don't it's, know. That's the vibe yeah. for the entire ride right, exactly. and possibly the day. Yeah. So it's yeah. an important exactly. job. Exactly. It's really important. But I, I think also for me, um, not that, and, and I love learning about new music. Yeah. So I do, you know, it is good to kind of take that risk and kind of see, like you said, what other people are going on. But I also, I think it's cool too when you play your own music for the other people for the other, yeah, to be absolutely. like yo who's that because yeah. I've done that several times mm -hmm. like and people are like oh who's that I'm like oh that's such and such oh that's you know that's you ain't never heard of me mm -hmm. oh he's crazy yeah putting other people on right yeah. and my friends like, and oh, I, I share get that. Yeah. I was just doing that yesterday you know I had some mm -hmm. people over and I was just playing a mix and and, and uh, one of my homeboys was like yo yeah. this mix is dope I mean, and he had to like write it down mm -hmm. you know it was a Spotify mix you know that anybody could pull up so just finding out stuff like that I think is cool but I love music I think it's very universal mm -hmm. speaks to everybody i mean Everything. you can't what can you but it's so much more than just music for me like mm -hmm. i'm about to go to new york okay i leave june 28th and i'm going to a film academy what? to film short films and to be a director too so nice. that's what I'm going to do, and then I'm gonna come back and be filming my own shorts out here. Right. So I just want to do everything. I want to do visuals. I right. want to do videos. I want to direct movies and then put my own music in them or mm -hmm. other people's music and produce and do everything. Bro, you're not even 18. Not even yet. <laughs> yeah, but that, it's just World I can't wait. Take yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, do it now. It's coming. Do it now. Right. It's coming. No, do it. I was yeah. what I'm saying if you got the drive, yeah. do it now. <laughs> and I think that is dope that you have that because I think you know you got some people that just rest on their laurels mm -hmm. and just like oh I'm gonna take a break or whatever. And I think it's good to like while you're young to do all those things yeah. and see what really works because not everything you may not like. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, know, you might try something exactly. and not want to do that. Like, exactly. Like, okay, well, at least I had the experience. Right. Right. But then when you find somebody, something you like, you're mm -hmm. like, ah, yes, and this you dive is me. Into it. And you, if you never tried it, you yeah. wouldn't even know. Exactly. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Man, thank you so much for coming I in. No, thank this you. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask so you a question? Yeah. Absolutely. What's been your favorite like I want to not your favorite episode, but your favorite season? Like storyline for the entire show. Like which one would you Ooh. say your favorite? That's good. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with probably the third season. Okay. Just the things that took place in the third season for me. Um, it was just, there was a lot, there was a lot going on. We were introduced to a lot of things, a lot of characters um, that we haven't seen, some that are not, you know, part of it mm -hmm. anymore. But to me, that was the pinnacle. I don't know if it's just because it's the middle, yeah. you know, and it kind of worked out that way. But to me, the third season for definitely, sure. um, definitely went hard for me. Yeah. I really loved the third season. How about you? So I don't know if I can pinpoint a season, but one of the things that I just love, love, love about the show in general mm -hmm. was the complex relationship between yourself, mm -hmm. um, Monica, mm -hmm. and Marty. Obviously, just because looking at that dynamic of parents who are go-getters, who are ruthless, mm -hmm. but still have to parent a child who is you know, going through things and expressing right. himself yeah. and partially I feel like obviously their influence in how they handle mm -hmm. the world is reflected in Roscoe and just that whole dynamic and watching you grow through that and watching how it affected them even within their business was really interesting to me. Yeah. I think it was part of the heartbeat of the show mm -hmm. and I just love that Monica was crazy <laughs> and you know, mm -hmm. just their energy bouncing off yeah. of each other but awesome. just that was really great for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah Monica was crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy. She played that role good. Yeah, like she, she played that role good. Donna and was, and was fierce. Beast. Yeah, with super it. fierce. Beast. Yeah, yeah. No, she's crazy. But um, I, I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. I would. I would just. I'm just trying to reflect. I mean, there are just so many good things about the season, um, about you know the show in general, and I think that you know the fact that they can go you know out on a high note with the whole Cuba situation mm-hmm. and kind of have some groundbreaking yeah. history there. I think that's dope, um, and I know that everybody that's on the show, I'm sure, got something from it. Um, and it's just, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be hard for. I'm, I'm looking like what would be the next show that would emulate that because that was such a dope cast yeah. and such good writing. When we, um, you were. Out, unfortunately, when we uh-huh. had the executive producer Jessica uh, oh, yes. blanking on her last uh-huh. name, one of the things that we yes, one of the things that we talked about was how the show tackled various issues, mm-hmm. but you didn't feel like you were being rammed down your throat with you know social social consciousness, but right. it handled it funny and very smartly, but still kept you entertained. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things which goes back to the writing and things that right. we talked about that um, I always just loved in general because you were entertained, but you got some a little bit of medicine with your sugar. Right. I mean, that's, I'm glad you brought that. I was I hate that I couldn't be there because I know, I know she was a great guest and gave a wealth of knowledge on the show. My thing with that, just piggybacking, is interesting that it seems like, like you said, it wasn't forced, but it almost like they made a point to make it happen, though, even though it wasn't forced, but you know that it was specifically placed there. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the fact that it was specifically placed there because what it did is tackling these issues that may be taboo or maybe some other shows just weren't, it couldn't do it. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously, you're, you know, there's on Showtime, so there's a little bit more liberty than if you're on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some other network or things like that. So I think it was perfect that it was, you know, on the net the way it was, but able to do that. And the show was only 30 minutes. Yeah. Right? You think about it, they did so much. Yeah, because no. there's some shows an hour and you're like mm, okay you could have done more mm-hmm. but this show was only 30 minutes and the episodes tackled so much yeah. and did so much in that short amount of time it so, made you think about it so much exactly like, exactly yeah. and it's one of those things like it gave you enough and then okay now digest that yeah and then we're gonna hit you next week for something yeah new. exactly so new every yeah, yeah that's exactly. what it is that's exactly. what it is Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, we want to thank Dottis thank for you, coming Dottis. by yeah. and being here. So, so happy about that. Um, I'm going to bring my tissues next week for the series finale. Yeah. Uh, I've been your host, Lim Gonzalez. You can find me always at The Poet Saint. That's on all the social media platforms. Jill Monroe, where can they find you? You can find me at Stiletto Jill, all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and make sure you check me out on Jackson Stiletto Jill for all your sports and pop culture gossip. Absolutely. Yeah. And Donis, where and can they find you? Yes, we everybody. need to be able to keep up with you. Yes. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter is the Donis Jr. T H E Donis Jr. And then for Snapchat, it's Donis Six. Donna, Donna, Donna six. six, just Donna Six. Oh, Donna Six. Donna Six. There it is. Keep it simple. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here. Make yeah. sure you tune in next week because it will be again the series finale. Um, and again, it's going down all day, every day. You know what it is. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.